G'day punters, back for week three. Is this week three or week four of the Wayne? Week three, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think this is week four because... Uh, is it? I'm going with week four. I think we've lasted four weeks. So that's a good effort by us. Yeah, well, it's um, exceeded all expectations, BJ. But um, hello to you. Hello, everyone. Good to be back aboard. Um, what are we even reviewing? Rose Hill? We're talking about Rose Hill. We're going to talk a little bit about your tip, Zaki, and the Cox Plate. I wish I had took you took your advice. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a bit excited about my ticket there in the Cox Plate on the back of that Doom and Cup win. I mean, that was – I haven't seen a Group 1 win that, like that since Winks. I don't know if – Fantastic. I don't know if, I don't know if Winks would have got close to him on Saturday. I don't know if any <laughs> horse would have got close to him. He went he went like a jumbo jet. He went incredible. Yeah, um, proper horse. Could be, I mean, could be up there with very elegant as the best weight for age horse in Australia. Time will tell. But, I mean, you don't win group ones like that unless you're a serious horse. And he's only going to improve. Like, that's his, this is his first preparation in Australia, so... Exciting times. Well done to Annabelle Neesham. She's a fantastic trainer, her second group one. And uh, he's, uh, well, J-Mac, it's going to be interesting what he does uh, in the spring if he sticks with Berry or jumps on Zaki. What do you think? What, which way will he go? I think he'll stick with Berry Elegant. I mean, um, the, the association's been there for a, a long period of time and she's given him, him plenty. So uh, I think he'd have a soft spot for her. I'm going the other way. I think he can't th- get off that horse after that win. If he can, if he can reproduce anything like that in the spring, he'll start favourite in that Cox Plate for sure. Yep, agreed. Um, exciting animal. Let's get stuck in because you're at Kembla calling the race. I am. Yep, we'll give you a look at the track before we get into things. Here we are. Beautiful day down here. You, you wouldn't be anywhere else. So uh, we've had a couple of races and. Yeah, just settling in for an afternoon here, BJ. All right, well, let's punch this out so you can get back to it. The first of the day at Rose Hill was the Tab Highway over 1,200 metres. They went six lengths slower than the Benchmark 78. Um, I know you guys had Brett Kavanagh on the radio earlier in the week saying Patino Ruby was a certainty over 1,100 metres, but the last 50 metres was going to be the problem to her chances, but it turned out that way, didn't it? It did. She um, had a little bit of company up front. I thought she was very brave the way she fought on. Um, look, her run was fine. Um, I backed Monterey Zar in this race. I uh, thought he had a, a bit of a tough run, but he only had 52 on his back. So I'd be too disappointed with uh, with his effort. The winner was just too good, I think. Um, more Sundays I was on him as well. He's, um, he's a frustrating horse. He's just got no tactical speed at all. I thought he was satisfactory in the straight, but it might be the end of uh, the road for me with more Sundays. Yeah, more Sundays. Um, the market really liked him. I think they probably thought that he could settle a couple of pairs handier from the good gate. Um, he was $6 yeah. into $3.80, but he was good running on, but he's forever doing that. Um, as you said, Monterey's uh, didn't have much luck, could be followed out of the race. And wherever Patino Ruby goes, I would like to be following her. The second race of the day was a two-year-old over 1,300 metres. Overmanned was well-liked in the market. The damage was done on Thursday, 3.10 into $2.60 and starts $2.30. And too good for them, Luke. Exactly, Blake. Um, not much to say about the Breton Brigade. It was the best horse. It got put in the perfect spot by Tommy. 
he cuddled him into the straight. He did hang in a little bit, but he was quite dominant on the line, this horse, and he's always been one of mine. So I think there's more wins in store, but to what level he gets to, I'm not too sure. I could be forgiving of a horse like Greater Harlem there. He drew the outside. He got back to last. Don't think the tempo was ideal for him um, and his run, although beaten four and a half lengths. I think he's a horse that could come back next preparation and improve. Yeah, no doubt. He looks a, he looks a horse in the future. I think Volcanic Rock can be followed through the race. He was first up off 15 weeks and he really didn't shirk his task. So uh, Volcanic Rock for me to follow out of that race. The third race was a benchmark 72. They went three lengths slower than the 88 won by Kerwin's Lane on the day. Uh, I was on Mensa Missile. He got pestered by Born a Warrior. Nobody expected him to go forward and take up the running. No, it was a surprise. Uh, I think he he just jumped so well. Andrew drew out. He decided to roll forward. He, he knocked up. Um, I've got a horse to follow out of this. Why, Riri Falls. He was first up here. I thought he was a very good run, fresh up. He jumped brilliantly. Always a good sign when a horse, particularly fresh, just jumps and wants to be there. So um, he was restrained from that uh, after that good start from the draw. But I like the way he hit the line and I could follow him. Smart um, made of mine tipped me this winner. And I had something small on Charlie. It was strong late. The Melbourne former doesn't always work in Sydney, but it did on this occasion, BJ. Nice one, mate. Yeah, she she was a Phillies mare 78 back to a 72. So going back through the form, she was easy enough to find. She was she was well placed in a race like this. The fourth race was a 78. Time was comparable to Mirror Vision. Uh, I am power got the better of Ramstein and Blondo. I would have to say that Blondo was one of the better runs of the day, Luke. It was a good run, Blake. Um, I don't want to get too carried away with him. Um, I expected probably more. I didn't have a bet in the race, but I probably expected more off that dominant win at Gosford. Um, I know he, he was probably out of his comfort zone a little bit. The ride on the second horse from Abdallah was a beauty. He got going at the right time. He got them chasing. He stretched the field out and nearly pinched this race. I thought it was a fabulous ride in defeat. Uh, but I Am Power was able to turn the tables on Blondo with the weight swing, a little bit more fitness, and we know he was pocketed by Blondo. We actually identified him on this show out of that race at Gosford as a horse that could potentially improve. Mark Newnham, just a freak. I mean, second up off 700-odd days, and he gets the job done. So um, I think he's a horse that can win again this, uh, this winter time. Blondo, I'm just not sure where I'm at on the back of that race. Yeah, he, he had the best um, closing sectionals of the meeting, so I'm not going to drop off him. I am power. The, the concern was him was whether he was going to back up that first up run off that such a long spell. Uh, mm. He did that. I thought there was a couple of sneaky runs back in the field. These horses got off the bit and were never in it. Charatira had better closing sectionals than the winner, uh, so he can be followed out of the race up to 1,400 metres. And quite right, was well-liked by the market and his closing sectionals were okay after he got back from a really wide draw. I'm glad you brought the times up because I haven't, I haven't looked at the times yet. So um, that's got me interested because I do think the ride on Ramstein, Brenton sprinted up at the right time, probably made it impossible for some horses back in the field. So uh, based on those sectionals, maybe I've got to be a little bit forgiving. Yeah, be, be a bit forgiving of Blondo, I would suggest. And, yeah, those horses, um, the market might miss them next time, Charitira and Quite Right. So look out for them when they're next in the nominations. 
Race five was a BM78 over 1,200 metres. Vision was really well liked by the market, 13 into $6.50, and she was too good for them first up. Yep, she was uh, well found by those punters who who back Vision. I think she's a horse that certainly can be competitive in these types of races uh, during these winter months. Hellenism's always been um, uh, a mare with talent and uh, she was good in defeat there. I think there's a race in her. I, I back Cafe Royal here. I thought she was a little bit disappointing after leading. Um, one horse I... I do think can improve out of the race is Sarah. She's only got a 200-metre sprint, that horse. And she was wide and exposed from about the 500. That's not suitable for her. So if she draws a softer gate, um, I think that uh, she could improve off that run. But um, it's a mare's race where, or, you know, there's not much between a lot of these horses. It comes down to who gets the best run on the day, et cetera. So, um, yeah, not, not uh, a race I'm too hot on going forward. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm keen to forgive Sarah. As you said, she had a tough run. I think Stahl is the one to follow out of the race for me. She didn't have the clearest path home and she had some of the best closing sectionals of the day. So she'll be winning a race very soon. The sixth race of the day was a benchmark 72 over 2,000 metres. They went three lengths slower than the black type race on the day one by Polly Gray. Rebel Rama blew plenty of punters out of the quaddy here, Luke. It blew me out because I was so sick afterwards. Um, I got tipped this and uh, I didn't listen. So, yeah, it was uh, a race where I was pulling its tail a bit. Uh, good ride from Michaela Weir. You know, she, uh, she put something on Facebook too. Didn't think she'd be sighted in town again when she came out of her apprenticeship, but she gave this a good ride um, and it won well. Uh, quite Michael was also well ridden in the third spot, not taking too much away from it, uh, Blake. I think Good Omens in time is a staying prospect, but these are your second, third, even fourth tier type horses. I mean, a lot of these, they won't be sighted in town after their three-year-old season. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that was a terrific ride by Michaela. She just saved all the ground, got the gaps at the right time, and the ride won the race. Um, good Omens didn't have the best of luck can be followed into the future. I'm not sure where he gets to, but he's got a race in him soon enough. The seventh race of the day was the feature, the Lord Mayor's Cup. As I said, they went three lengths faster than Rebel Rama. Polly Gray, she is having a terrific preparation. Absolutely airborne. I thought Parry Sound had her at the furlong with the weight pull loomed up, all of that, but uh, she was too tough and flying. Stockman, you could argue, honestly nearly should have won. Um, was caught behind a roadblock at the 600, um, wouldn't have shot the leaders with a cannon, and for it to get beat two and a half lengths or 2.2 lengths, I thought it was a very good run. There's a 2,400-metre race in two weeks. I think it's the Winter Cup. Uh, follow him in that, Thunders. I think uh, if the track's wet, that won't worry him. He runs 2,400, and uh, he can improve, particularly with a senior on, I think. No doubt. He's the, he's the horse to follow out of that race. He was outstanding closing. Uh, $21 about him in that race. Uh, so hopefully the market misses him. I'm sure plenty of punters would have seen yeah. it, but we might be able to get a price about him in that 2,400-meter race you're talking about. The eighth race of the day was the Benchmark 88 won by... Lost me spot. Kerwin's yeah, Lane. Lane. 
Yeah. Brenton Abdullah was pretty keen on him in the radio. I heard him talking. Um, sharp improvement shown from the race at Hawkesbury. Well, I mean, it wasn't a contest, was it? They, the sl- they slowed down so much mid-race that Ellsberg was just jogging along in front and Kerwin's Lane had his back. And when they straightened, they sprinted. And all those horses behind were just scrambling. They, they, they couldn't possibly get into the race. I mean, when do you see a seven-and-a-half length margin between the second and third horses in a metropolitan race? Absolutely um, penalled the third horse. Yeah, you're right. Um, amazing. I'm not sure what that means. I think it's because of the slowdown mid-race. Um, and maybe it, it isn't a great sign for those behind. Um, I had something on opacity here. Um, I'd be prepared, prepared to forgive. I think you can improve. The, the first two have gone well. Um, but there's a few behind that can find their right races. Um, Archana, just forget it, went round. Um, maybe not one of Tommy's best. Um, he had an opportunity to come back and get in, but he rolled forward. And I can see why he did that because of the tempo. And she got posted three wide, four wide round the turn. So um, you could be forgiving of, of her and others in that race. But, um, it's just a weird one with that margin. I'm not sure what it means. Yeah, I think the 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 Quinella can definitely go on and win more races this preparation. They're both early in their preparation. Ellsberg's destined for better. Uh, he was terrific. Um, Kerwin's mm. Lane, terrific ride by Brenton Abdullah. Thought Betcha Flying was pretty good first up, ducking through late. Um, yeah. To fifth. She can be followed. She always improves from a first up run, but uh, not really anything that I want to be too keen on if they find the right race they can um definitely be winners coming out of that race i was i had something on opacity as well um the race just didn't set up for him and he'll probably peak at his third up run from a spell but yeah i think betcha flying for me the last of the day was the only 1800 meter race of the day it was a benchmark 78 and Rubariz was really well supported 12 dollars into seven dollars fifty Tommy Berry from Barrier 3, he was too good for them. He was completely dominant. Uh, Mubar is on the bar is. Um, how many did Tommy ride on Saturday? Two or three? Or I think he, he's had a good Tom day. Tom Sherry rode two. Um, yeah. Tommy Berry. Berry might have rode three. He rode winners. three last uh, week. I'm not sure how many he rode on Saturday, but he at least rode one, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he, he's... Absolutely flying, and uh, it was too good. I thought La Grisa returned well there. Spencer First up at 1,800 metres. She always puts in a good run fresh, and uh, particularly early in her preparation, she seems to uh, to race well. So there could be a race in her, but an even bunch of horses in this last race of the day, Blakey. Yeah, I, I thought I thought La Grisa was pretty good uh, running on. She was, she was really good doing her best work across the line. I thought Carp Fever was one that we can follow into the future as well. He was not bad and, and Trevest he had absolutely no luck from the wide draw he was four and five deep deep and he can easily be forgiven what was the horse to follow out of the meeting mate um i hadn't really had a, a good think about that but um why don't you give me yours first and i'll, I'll just reflect here and and then i'll come up with something for you well i'm going to be back in sala wherever she goes next start um, I know you were pretty keen on uh, Stockman. Is he the horse you think yeah. he can be winning in the next few weeks? Yep. I'll give you Stockman in race seven. And the other one I, I liked was uh, out of race three, Wairiri Falls. I think there's a race in him, uh, maybe a couple of races in him this winter. All right. Sounds good, mate. We'll let you get back to calling at Kembla Grange. Hopefully you can find a few winners and do a good job as you not- always do. <sighs> 
hopefully we don't stuff anything up, Blake. Good to uh, be with you on the way in again and good luck, punters. No worries, mate. Enjoy the day. See you guys.